Welcome to the moon room. <laughs> that is what I think I'm going to call this, this little show that I have going, the moon room. That is um <clears throat> what I used to call my, t- well, it was, I had a room in my house, because my house in deposit is, it's from 1789, so it's 300 years old. And um, the birthing room, this little tiny room in the, on the first floor, it was the birthing room where all the women gave birth. And I ended up turning it into my sacred space with a clawfoot tub and, and um, it turned into a healing room. And so a lot of people, uh, actually that's where the woman who saw the light being in my house, we were sitting in that room and that's where she saw it. And she said that he told her that this is where he lives. He enjoys being in this room on these, in this corner on these sticks that I actually brought the sticks here. So he's here with me now. Um, but, uh, that that room was, she told me that he was a mirror. So he was mirroring back any energies, whatever came in the room. And since, because I was using it as a healing room, he was mirroring back the healing, which meant that the whole room itself became light healing room. So all you had to do by the end, what he was telling us is all people had to do was go in there and sit and they'd be healed because he was in there. And that's why everyone felt such healing energy when they went in that room. Um, and so I have been told that he, cause I, you know, when you leave a place that you love so much, like I love that room is my, my sacred space. I did so much healing in that room and I healed so many people in that room or so many other people were healed in that room. And I actually got a vision while I was in there that, that in the age of cancer, when I was here incarnated the first time around, uh, yeah, in the age of cancer. So that would have been like 8,000 years ago, whatever, um, that, um, I had a moon room. I had an actual space just like this and it was called the moon room, but all the women would go into it and that's where they would kind of like the red tent they would go into it monthly or whatever and hold ritual ceremony. They would bleed together in it and the birth in it, all that. And so I had this vision in the moon room mm, sometime last year and um, like was shown the kind of replica. And that's when I got that, the name to call this the moon room. And I was like, oh, okay, so now it's the moon room. So then I ended up deciding I want to call my business the moon room apothecary, which, you know, I had started that and then, then you know, I had to leave <laughs> my home in the middle of winter. So um, that kind of got put on pause, but I had kind of started already off the ground with some older women I was serving, um, making moon room apothecary medicine for them. And so since I've been here, that's all been put on pause. But um, today I was told to call this the moon room. So let's all enter in and welcome into the moon room, kind of like a... <laughs> But Sunday night slow jams, how they'd be like, welcome to Sunday night slow jams <laughs> on whatever channel it was. So this is welcome to the moon room. Uh, we will all step in and be healed together by whatever comes through um, this channel. So hello today. Uh, yesterday was such a lovely day. I had an admin day, which um, some days I just, you got to like get off social media and take care of your actual business. So I was on the phone all day with like, cause you know, I have all these injuries from this car accident and stuff and there's lawyers and different hospitals involved and everything. So 
I was on the phone all day yesterday um, with all of these doctors and lawyers and everything. And, um, and then after that, I spent like two hours doing yoga. Uh, and it was so lovely. But by the end of that, I looked up and it was like 7 o'clock <laughs> in the evening. Um, so I have been trying to figure out how often, excuse me, burps, to get these um, kind of channels out to you. You all and I've been praying about it a lot because, you know, when you're a channel, um, and I learned this from other experienced channels that I learned from um, in upstate, you can't really, there's no set schedule for because, ch- you know, it's like spirit you know, is doing it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, and also a channel is a person too, so there's balance that has to go in, um, when you channel something from source or from wherever, or at least for me, when I channel from source, um, it wipes you out, (laughs) like, you gotta, you, especially when you're an empath and stuff, like, you get, you have to kind of take time to replenish, so a lot of people who, you know, like, for instance, um, when I've worked with other empaths and helping them find balance in their own lives, um, it's really important to listen to your own body, body rhythms, but also not to put pressures on yourself, um, to, to stick to any set schedule made by the external world, because, um, once you agree to live in alignment with your higher self, well, that person's in control now, and there's no, there's no, um, and this isn't just for me. I'm, this is like, I think I'm supposed to share this for all people who are maybe overworking themselves or I'm trying to push, 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 push to do a thing that might go against what their body is telling them, which is like, go with the ebbs and flows of whatever your body is. And I think if we all did that, we'd start to see us all move like a symphony orchestra where we're not all playing the same note at the same time. It's like, we're all doing different things, but when you put it all together, it sounds incredible. <laughs> um, so we would all be moving at our own body rhythms, and um, and everything would be moving at a higher vibration that way. Because when you go to a symphony orchestra, you don't hear chaos in it all. It all works, even though the violinist is going at a different rhythm than, say, the drummer or the pianist or the flute, flautist. I don't know whether, uh, I guess that was a channel just now, because I did not plan to talk about that, <laughs> so that was, I guess, for everyone, um, but also a little bit letting people know that I am thinking about how often to be able to do these, and, and it's just not, it's not possible <laughs> for me to do these every single day, um, so I'm trying to f- get every other day at least, uh, so, but bear with me as I work that out, I'm, you know, working into, working into doing channeling as a, I guess, for a living, um, but it's also storytelling, so it's fun, so uh, we'll see how it goes, um, well, today, so anyway, today, <laughs> today I, I had asked my guides, like, so what is it that I'm supposed to channel or talk about today, and aside from letting y'all know that we are now in the moon room, <laughs> um, the, oh yeah, I guess, okay, wait, I'm supposed to tell you that too, okay, so, yeah, so the part about it being in the moon room, I guess this is where healing will happen, so, um, like I'm healed by these for, by doing them, listening back to them. Like I enjoy them myself. Um, and if no one else (laughs) listened to them or enjoyed them, I would, I would be healed by hearing myself. But I guess that what my guides are saying is that the frequencies are, it's the same way as if you're in a room. So 
while the people got to walk into my room physically that had the being in it, um, if I'm channeling source or higher vibrational beings, um, the audio frequencies and the sound waves, those are the healing, kind of like music. So they channel healing literally through words. I think I'm learning that. I didn't, okay, so I didn't realize that that is also, okay, so they're teaching me this at the same time. (laughs) Because I feel that when I listen to, when I watch other people's channels on like TikTok and stuff, I feel like I'm receiving some sort of like healing message, but I never think about the fact that like I have walked away now healed on some level. Like a part of my little aura has now been like stitched up. And so I think that's what my guides are trying to tell us now that like that's how this is working so that's why I can call this the moon room because it's it's like we're all stepping into a room together where we all listen to my voice but I'm communicating something else through it uh that's the science <laughs> I think of it also or the spirit science I'll call it spirit science of it all um so yeah anyway all right so moon room the thing I'm supposed to uh share <clears throat> is actually okay so this makes sense now wow see see this is all making sense all i wrote down was what they told me to share i did not write down the i was confused like how does all these things connect all right so i got this channel two years ago in my tub room that i was just telling you about that i totally did not even make the connection see hold on all right now i have to pull it up elements oh my god okay all right here we go so so on Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So on July 27th, 2019 at 2.52 in the afternoon, I was in the tub and the tub. Okay. So the tub in the tub in the moon room in my house, uh, sat in this corner and then behind it, I had put these sticks that I had found, um, at the reservoir near. So I I think I posted pictures of myself at the Cannonsville, Cannonsville reservoir recently when I got my guitar back. So that, reservoir um there was these like wonderful like twigs like thick twig stick branches that had um I thought that a beaver had like nibbled on them but it looked I think it was actually the water had like kept brushing them up against the shore and so they had these really beautiful marks all over them like like they'd been like shaved kind of um almost like by a beaver's teeth but it was by the water and the stones anyway so I collected a bunch of them and one of some of them became a wand and some of them but I made this like little this little stick like structure and um it sits in my bedroom now here but I had set it behind the tub in the in my moon room back in deposit and so when you would lay in the tub you could rest your head against them like a headrest and so that's actually where the woman saw my the light being the guy, the male guy that's been there. He, he's, that, that's where he was chilling. So, but see, I didn't get that information from her until 2020. So I got this channel in a whole year later or earlier in 2019, July 27th. Well, oh shit, wait, oh, that's tomorrow. Oh my God. I just looked at that. That's tomorrow in 2019. Because today is the 26th. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so this is meant. All right, y'all. Okay. <laughs> wow. I told y'all I'll be learning shit at the same time as I'm. This is fun now. All right. So, um, okay, so I'm supposed to. Okay, so what else? Uh, oh, this is the room. So I was laying my head. I just felt you could lay your head on, on those sticks. 
And um, I was starting to get these downloads in the tub. Well, I had already been getting downloads in the tub before. Now, see, she told me the guide, this guy, well, since I've talked to this guide and he let me know he's been with me since the beginning of my life. Like he's a guardian of mine that came into this world with me that we and me and him have lived other lives in the physical together. But he is mine. He's a knight. Like, okay, so there's, here's another part of the story. All right. So I, when we reincarnate, we, when we're here, we have lived, if you've lived multiple lives, then you've lived multiple lives. So one of my lives, actually, I think the root one, uh, of this starseed body at shit, at, I'm trying to explain this because I've been many different people. But in one of my lives, and in, a, in the main one, I think it is, he's a knight of mine. Like he's a, like I'm a, I'm some sort of queen or something, royalty. And then he's, he's a knight of mine that is like a guard that comes with me everywhere. So in this life, he is my spirit guide and he's been with me my whole life. And he's shown me in cards like himself multiple times. And he always shows himself as a knight of some sort. Um, in like the tarot cards, it doesn't matter if it's Oracle deck or whatever, he always shows himself as some sort of knight. So that's how I knew him. His name first is when he was showing me first through the cards before I actually, before the woman came in and saw him in the room, he was telling me through cards, like all the time that he was my knight. So I would just call him knight and be like, all right, knight, where you at? <laughs> uh, and then later when I learned the runes, he actually told me his real name in runes, which I'm not going to say, but, um, but so he was always there and I was getting these downloads. So I always, I had this feeling that I was like in the tub and there was a male presence there and I would feel so weird because I'm like, well, this is supposed to be like, you know, space where the women, we, we heal and stuff. Like, what's this male presence? So I thought it was the water. So I was like, well, is water male? Sometimes I'll really be in the water and like, I would feel like the water is talking to me. And this is, there's a whole lot that went down in that tub room. Uh, that's a good story time for another time. But um, the water, I felt like I was getting information from. And so as time went on, you know, you learn about being a witch and what witches do and how witches across time have always worked with the elements and da da da. And so I uh, just assumed that the water itself, that God is talking to me through water <laughs> at times. So when I got this specific download, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking uh, that God is talking to me through the water and that I'm the witch that is hearing this. Um, at this point, I'm not aware of star beings and all of that yet, <clears throat> which, you know, now I know it was him talking, this one being. So anyway, this is what uh, I got on July 27th, 2019 at 2.52 p.m. And now I know it's from the male being that uh, is in the room. All right, so this is what I'm told to say. We do, and this is, and this is too, so this is my voice. Okay, yeah, so this is written in my voice. So I'm as if, as if I'm supposed to relay it the way I'm doing it right now. God damn, like I didn't even, 2019, I'm doing it right now. What I envisioned when I got the download, I saw myself saying this to a bunch of people and I just, wow, this is, time is interesting. All right, the channel begins. <laughs> we do not have power over the elements. One does not have power over the earth, the oceans, volcanoes, and winds. And in their smallest practical forms, the fireplace and bathtub, the organic garden and room fan. We are never in control. We cannot fill, nah, we cannot will the fireplace to light, nor the tub to fill itself. We cannot make our crops grow, nor command the fan to spin. In all of these things, the elements allow themselves into being. We as a species throughout all of the ages 
have learned techniques and created tools through which we are essentially asking for permission. Our intentions to turn on a sink and receive hot water are received and permission is granted each and every time hot water flows from that faucet. This is the gift of manifestation. It is that simple, yet infinitely significant. Simple in that we are always, always, always manifesting our intentions into being. We are that powerful. Infinitely significant because in all that time over the course of human existence, we have yet learned, we have yet to learn how to create the elements from our being. We have yet to learn how to be at one with all, which is to first be at one with self. Until the day we begin lighting fires from our fingertips and filling bathtubs with the flick of a wrist, we do not have power over the elements. We are not in control, and they are losing patience. Ooh, and that's it. That, they're losing patience, ooh. <laughs> I think so. So that's the end of that uh, channel that I got when I was in the tub. I was literally in the water. And um, so I don't, I mean, that's pretty all self-explanatory. It's talking about um, how we as humans need to wake up to the fact that we are otherworldly. We really are otherworldly. It's funny that we say otherworldly as if we are not of the world. <laughs> um, and the world is one. Even all the worlds are one. So that's what this is about. It's about us as humans getting out of our ego and recognizing that the elements... We keep thinking that we're in control of them, like, oh, I turned on the water, I turned off the water. But, like, what would happen if we all just turned on the water one day and, like, nothing happened, ever? The water would just be like, well, now I just decided to not give you permission anymore. To <laughs> so, like, that's kind of what they're saying. They're like, we are, a lot of, we are in our ego so much that we believe we are in control of much more than we really are, which keeps us in a false sense of entitlement um, to dominate over things that are actually giving us permission out of love because uh, on some level it is all choosing to operate based on what our higher selves are doing with those elements see like our lower selves the selves that decide to like rape and pillage the earth and uproot everything and cut down trees and do all these things you know like that's us being like little fucked up little brat babies and being like i don't have control and so i'm gonna destroy shit because i don't actually have control like that's what humans are doing and so i'm gonna just fuck up everything <laughs> uh because i don't have control give me more control so that i can fuck it up even more like that's like what the fuck that's how we are as a species and so that's why we can't shoot shit out of our fingertips. We don't deserve to. <laughs> like, we don't deserve to be able to uh, just snap and the water turns on. We deserve to have to fucking go through building shit in order to even access the water and then get it to turn on to come to us. Like, I hope we're, I'm under, y'all understand what I'm saying. Like, if we think of, like, a mystical character who, uh, like, an elemental or whatever and say, you know, like an elf or whatever, and they can snap their finger or flick their wrist and something in the room happens, right? They um, deserve that. They deserve to have that power because they're at one, because they're not out around raping and pillaging each other and the earth and this burning up the sky and all the bullshit that we do to this fucking beautiful planet. Like, that's why other mystical 
quote, otherworldly beings get to do what they can do. Because every time we even write one into a story, what do we always write them as? Being better than us. They're always better than us. Because we're shit as a species. <laughs> like one of the other channels I got was, we are a primitive species. We are primitive. We are primitive beings. Um, because we have yet to accept that we are gods. And in that comes responsibility. When somebody gives you a nice present, you don't then go take a shit on it and flush it down the toilet. That's what we do to this earth. That's exactly what we do to the earth. The earth gives us these beautiful things and then we shit on it. And then we're like, well, why give us more? Well, and then we complain that, there, that things are happening or that people aren't the way we want them to be. God gives you a beautiful child and you abuse the shit out of it. Why the fuck would you get more? Why would anybody get anything better if you're going to keep? You don't deserve the good children or you don't deserve the good partner or you don't deserve... The, the happy animal or whatever because you're not treating it as such when you have it. So that's what this whole channel that I got was about was that the elements themselves are talking to humanity. Like we've created all of these things, a fan, turn it on, gives us air when we could just go outside and get some wind. You see what I'm saying? Like otherworldly beings maybe perhaps could go outside and then come back inside and then like create the fan will like from their mind like they just just think about some wind in them and maybe it swirls around and now they're cool right they cool themselves down but like that's that's like the concept of what i'm getting as like humans are a ways away from that because we have yet to understand that we are we can't dominate that which it has been given to us as a gift um we and then expect it to, to stick around in its loveliness without reacting so the more we fuck up Mother Earth, the more she's going to react and then be like, fuck all y'all, I'm going to do another flood and flush everybody out and bam, now you're all dead <laughs> and I'll start over. Like that's what she did once. And then, you know, other, other uh, texts call for like the end of the world is like apocalypse, some sort of fire and brimstone that happens. Well, then there you go. We fuck up all the mines and we dig and dig and dig into Mother Earth so much that combustion comes out and everything explodes and bam, now that's what we get. Now you're burned up and dead. And she starts over. Like, that's as simple as it is. We make it a lot less simple. Uh, but it is much more simple. And it is, it's, it's black, white, and gray. So um, as gracious <laughs> as the earth is to us, and as gracious as source is to us, source is also a disciplinary. And we've all watched multiple times how source, or this, well, how this earth disciplines us when we decide that we want to be in control of something that we can't cherish with grace and love and light. What does she do? She sends a fucking parasite to kill half the world off. Or like we just had, how many black bluebonic, black plagues or bluebonic plagues or fucking COVID plagues? How many more does Earth need before we all just decide like we're not in control and we need to start loving each other? Because plague only comes from a lack of lug, love, lug. Plague comes from a lack of love. <laughs> Disease comes from a lack of love. Uh, floods come from a lack of love because we only perceive a flood to exist if it's taking out something that was precious to us. If we're, do you see what I'm saying? Like floods are floods, but we define a flood for what a flood is based on what it takes out. So if we build dams on shit, that isn't supposed to be there and then it floods well that's how we define we like that's what we get like it's a it's earth was doing her thing 
it happened to take out the thing that we didn't want to be taken out because we didn't appreciate the fact that like we're not in control of the water we can't just make up a dam and be like oh it's never going to break because we're in control of that <laughs> like like earth isn't going to be like one day i'm just going to decide to mush the whole thing up and everybody on the other side of it is going to be dead now this is a really black and white way of saying this and i might sound really uh what is it uh what's the word i'm looking for heartless <laughs> but i'm not uh, i think i'm just moving into that space of like or I'm channeling shit because I know I have a heart, but right now I don't feel like this is very harsh. It's just uh, true or just what is like um, the ego that humanity walks around with is going to, is what gets humanity fucked up and killed. So if we can listen to what this channel says, is, which is that respect the earth, because in a sense, we are all we are always asking permission from everything. We're asking permission every time we try to get the fire to start and it starts the fire was like yes sure i will give you fire the fire element itself um because every time that you try to start a fire and it doesn't start wouldn't it's like no i'm not giving you fire <laughs> like that's if we can start to see everything as personified as personified a personified version of source we have we can have more respect for it and we can actually work with it instead of trying to work against it or have it work for us work with it all um so yeah, that's that channel. <laughs> that, that got a little dark. Uh, oh, and it's twelve twelve. So maybe I was supposed to. Say, I mean, I guess everything I'm saying is supposed to be said. Oh, it's twelve twelve though. But what does that? I don't know what angel number that is. All right. So the next thing I'm supposed to read is. Um, oh, okay. So let's see. It's from the October Blood Moon. All right. So um, in so last year, October twentieth, twenty twenty. At 8.33 a.m., I woke up from a dream, and it happened to be the October blood moon. <clears throat> so, uh, here we go. <laughs> I think this, oh, so was it, so was, actually, I think this dream, okay, so I, this dream is about the place. All right, yeah, yeah, okay. So, organic, organic, October blood moon dream from October 20th of 2021. I saw a woman using a book of blood to identify men. She had just said, that's not X's, whoever the name, I couldn't hear the name, is blood. While sitting across from a man, got up and went to a table in the corner of a small witchy room and checked the book again. I laughed at her saying, you have a book full of people's blood? Ha ha ha, a blood book. And she laughed back. We are old friends. And I saw that the table was full of vials and bottles and chemistry stuff, like an alchemist's room. How to use the blood book. She'd open the book to who she thought was in front of her, prick the man's finger, and put it to the blood spot on the page. Not sure if it lights up or something when it's right, but this time it didn't. It wasn't a match, which is what she was saying when I came into the room. This is a magical book. I'm not sure how the blood gets into the book in the first place, but it is large and seems to hold the blood of everyone there. Perhaps this is a ship where who... Perhaps this is a ship whose leaders required everyone to provide a blood sample before boarding. That resonates. Either way, this woman looked like Paige from Charmed <laughs> and was wearing a white lab coat. And her room looked like the, an alchemist's or fairy witch's private quarters. The dream was happening at the place, as always, and there was a lot more happening. My grandmother was there. But I can't really say what because it's like trying to explain the details of a regular day. I do remember lots of laughter and joy. 
I think I had a lot of family and friends around me uh, at that time. I was still at my living quarters within the place whose ceilings stretch high like a museum's. And then I just wrote blood book at the end. <laughs> so um, this is another dream that happened in a place. And I also wrote a note I'm supposed to show. Okay, so Avenue 5, the show Avenue 5. Okay, so this is around when I think I realized that the place was not a mall, but was a ship. Um, because I, my husband had got me on this show. We were watching the show Avenue 5 um, with... I forget all the people that are in it. It's so good. I love the damn show. But I was watching the show and it's about, um, it's a comedy and it's about like in the future, we, uh, in, when, we, when we all want to go on vacation, like if you want to go to a resort, you can actually take a resort on a spaceship and go like deep into space on like if however, for like a month resort. And so it's like when people take cruise cruises, you actually go on a spaceship. And um, so as the show is going on and walking, people walking around in it, I, I don't even, it wasn't the first episode or even the second episode. It was like after I'd been watching it for a while, I started having these familiarity feelings when I would be watching it. And I realized like, holy shit, that's what it looks like inside the place. The, the feeling, like the way Avenue 5 built the ship, the inside of the ship and like how life is working, like you walking around and there's like the yoga class that's happening over there and or on top and then there's a bunch of people over here working like the captain happens to walk through with his crew and like that's how it felt like and that's how it feels like in all of my dreams of the place when I'm inside when I think that I'm in a mall or when I kept describing it at feeling like a mall so um thank you to whoever wrote and made Avenue 5 I fucking love that show um but but that is so imagine you're on the Avenue 5 ship if you do watch that. And one of the rooms is this room I just described. So it's like a fairy witchy kind of chemistry room. And whoever this woman is in the ship or in, in this dream, she is like the resident like scientist or whatever the fuck. Yeah, scientist, doctor, whatever. But she is in charge of some more than just this blood book. Um, Either way, this is not the first time I've had a dream that has some sort of like little scientist lair. Like I think I read, yeah, I read the one about the place having multiple rooms and there's different stuff or time periods happening in all the rooms. But on some level, there are a set of rulers who um, can move easily between all the rooms. And who. So anyways, this would be a mat. And I think I mentioned a, science la a scientist lair kind of being there too. So I think on the place, well, I know on the place, on the place, basically there has to be a scientist lair because all this shit is alchemy. Like everything that's happening with star beings and all of us and humans is alchemic science. And so, did I just make that up? Alchemic science. I thought, I, I think I just made that term. <laughs> sounded right it's alchemy and science and spirituality and all the esoteric everything together so um so this dream it feels because like there's this part where I'm walking in the room and I can actually see like I don't write stuff like as I'm remembering this dream there's a there's a doorway where I walked in and then when I'm on the other side of the room I can see other people like where other people would come in and it looks like a door that like does one of those like <laughs> sounds when it opens like it slides like one of those like um automatic doors that's like a on like a in a in a plane not a plane yeah and it would make a suction sound when it like slides open slides closed like that's what I get because I feel like I just yeah when I, in the dream the guy gets up and it's like he walks he's or other people are walking in I don't know 
I just know this this layer I can draw it and I could I could I could like almost I could describe it really well on paper but there's a doorway and the doorway it looks like inside of something more high tech even though her room feels like a witchy lair from like another realm like a fairy thing like an old the door to that room is clearly like a ship's door like some sort of automatic door so anyway i'm supposed to share that <laughs> uh the thing about the blood book that uh on the ship oh yeah so then i was shown that like on the ship the place where i go um, there, so there's, there's people that have a book and all of our blood is stored in that book. And I think that that's so that people can travel and always know where to come. I don't, I don't actually know more. I'm just guessing now at this point. I don't know what the book, I just know that I saw this book of blood and that it held the book of the blood of everyone on the ship and the way that she was able to, oh, so yeah, it's how they keep tabs of people on the ship. Like, it's almost like you're. Like your identification card is your blood and then they have it like a roll book. And so when you check in or whatever, you put your thumb to it. So you pricks your finger, put your thumb to it and then it lights up or something if it matches so that they always know that who, like, yeah, this is crazy. I've never heard of this anywhere or seen this, but this is a really cool thing to dream. And I love that it was, at the time I was watching a lot of charm. So I love that it, uh, the girl in the in the dream was, What's her name from Charmed? Paige <laughs> from Charmed. Um, so yeah, uh, our blood holds a lot of information. Our blood holds a lot of power. Our blood is very powerful. The divine feminine knows this. You know, there's a whole lot of stuff, blood magic that I do not really use at all. But um, there's a lot of blood stuff that, you know, has been used for weird purposes. But there is a sacredness to blood. Um, and we have all this weird, we have all this weird fear around blood because, you know, it carries disease and shit, but like at its core, blood is our life essence here and there's a lot of information in it. So like there's a lot of healing in it. That's why you have a lot of women who like, um, do things with their menstrual blood, um, or why, um, like having menstrual just all sorts of things with blood. <laughs> I'm talking from the divine feminine at this point, but I know I'm talking to a lot more than just women. So um, either way, there's a lot that um, is held in our blood. And I think that our guides, my guides want us to know that our blood is much more sacred than we think and um, that there are uses for it. Now, that's not to say everybody needs to go out and start cutting themselves and doing all kind of weird shit. No, it's that like, I don't know. They just want me to know that, or maybe, that there's uses for it, and that there's a a record being kept of it, us somewhere. Maybe that's what it is. They want me to okay. There's a record being kept of everyone who. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. So I've been dreaming who's on a damn ship. Your record is being kept on the ship <laughs> in this book. Uh, using your not three D blood. I think it's using whatever your blood is in the five D. Yeah, because. It's our 5D selves that I'm seeing uh, at this place, I think. Yeah. So, uh, or maybe that they're telling me that that's what happens in just on starships. Like, that's the roster they keep is not of your name. It's your blood and your name. That way, nobody gets lost. Um, I don't know. Y'all can think on what all it means, but 
that was fun for me to share. <laughs> Thank you, Avenue 5, again for that show because it makes it a lot easier for me to put into words the stuff that I'm, um, that I'm seeing or experiencing. And um, it would be so fun if we could one day get to that level of like going on vacation on spaceships. Like that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun one day. Let's put it that way. It's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really sure what else more I'm supposed to share. I think that's it. Moon room. We're not in control of the elements. My spirit guide is the light being and then he's here. Uh, these channelings will include healings. Um, you don't have to do anything or or feel anything just know that it's happening by you just listening to it um and then the october blood moon oh okay that's cool though i just put that together so the, uh, i dreamt the blood book on the fucking october blood moon holy shit <laughs> okay so that that's something yeah what the fuck does that mean i don't know uh so it was an important dream so i guess this was this was meant really meant for me to share because what are the odds I've dreamed about a blood book on the blood moon. Huh. All right. I love y'all. Uh, we are now exiting the moon. <laughs> One day I think I'm going to actually, I mean, there's a lot that I'm going to do with this name now. So yeah, maybe I will keep moon room apothecary. And one day when I start making medicine again and getting it out to people, it'll be the moon room apothecary. But for now, um, this is the moon room. Oh, and then maybe one day I'll make an actual another moon room. And then we can have like, maybe that's where we'll have the chant, the like, where people travel with music. Like when I have them all lay down and they travel to a place together. Maybe it's in the moon room. Maybe, maybe I'll design one one day. That'll be fun. Maybe someone will fund that. Who knows? <laughs> all right. Love y'all. Bye.